Slow? Why? You sound <clears throat> so lethargic. That's because it's, you know, we're, we're doing the, the graveyard shift. The quarter to eleven one. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're both chatting about how it's Ollie's birthday. Yeah, that's true. And also films. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Happy birthday. No. No. To yourself. Happy birthday. To yourself. Fine. Jingle. Yep. (laughs) So, Ollie. Yeah. This episode is going out on your birthday. That's correct. That feel? Um fine. I mean, you know, it feels it feels okay. It feels it feels like the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's the right thing to continue being alive. Yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm reaching the big three eight. Uh you know a milestone, one of the famous milestones along with uh, 16, 18, 21, and 30. Right. But what was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing when he was 38? I don't... Wow. Can you hear that? What? Someone just drove past my house. Uh Uh-huh. And they were doing more than 30, let me tell you. They were doing 68. (laughs) Yeah, they were doing at least 39. Uh, No, I don't know what Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing when when, uh, he was 38, but probably a lot more than I was doing. Yeah, agreed. Thing is, I've literally just looked up Arnold Schwarzenegger at 38, and you know what came up? What? Instead of instead of the movie that he was doing at the age of thirty eight, yeah, it says Arnold Schwarzenegger at thirty eight weeks pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Junior, I'm gonna eat birthday cake off your off your feet. You I'm really ready. Person. I'm ready to pop. I'm ready. Um, okay, so this episode is gonna go way left of field, and there are a couple of reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, Reason number one is it's Ollie's birthday. Everybody give Ollie a clap. Hold on, wait a minute. Can I just... Don't confuse me because because the clapping normally signifies a sync point in the, in the sode. But I think, Ollie, the thing is that anybody who's listened to the podcast for long enough will know that whenever we clap, it's meant to be a sync or edit point. And actually... Yeah. You're just doing less and less editing as we go on anyway, so it basically well, means nothing. I mean, I am the only person that does edit, so I need to teach you. I think that's that's where I'm going. I need I need to send you on a a weekend break learning how to edit podcasts. A weekend break in slow where you can <laughs> show me how to edit. Yeah, exactly. So. Hey, Ian, let me show you. This well, is how you clip things. We'll be going from the very basics, you know, this is a mouse. It has two buttons on it. Plus a roller wheel. Yeah. And a ball. Yeah. Slash laser. Don't look in the laser. (laughs) I love looking in a mouse's laser. Makes me feel alive. Yeah, but I Um, also like 
every couple of months you forget about the scum that's built up on the bottom of the mouse and you <laughs> and you turn it over and you're horrified. And you're like, what? It's a little bit... It's a little bit... Bill Gates. And I don't feel that Bill Gates is very progressive apart from his uh, giving to charity. Right, so let's move on. Yeah. Right, so what's in this episode? Uh, well, we're apologising first because we're we're having a bit of a... A bit of a mad one. I think you're having a bit of a mad one, but we'll get on to that in a minute, right? So, Seggy won this episode is only going to be an apology. Yeah. And then after that, we'll do a wee bit of you, the viewer, and then a wee bit of intermission uh, chat and uh, doing our general life scores. And then after yeah. that is going to be Ollie's birthday. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, and the, and the reason why this sode is going to be a bit more mental um, is because basically we kind of like to be a two or three episodes ahead of the game so that we've got a little bit of... You're already giving away the apology. I'm moving... Can we not just... I'm moving can we not just on. Can we not just talk about how it's going to be your birthday in the uh, 4X Deep Dive? All right, go on in. <laughs> <sighs> So it's going to be your birthday, <laughs> and it's going to be a mad one. Yeah. Okay. And that's what's coming up as the 4X Deep Dive, right? Yeah. So, let's move on. Okay, so first off, an apology. Go on. Um, okay. Due to technical issues, the the last two podcasts that were due to come out, one was on Danny Dyer, uh, which was yep. excellent, and another yep. one on Batman, which was excellent. Um, it was Batman's. Yeah, basically, I had two different technical issues, which meant that uh, the Batman one was unsalvageable, but the Danny Dyer one is going to be with you in the salvaged. in the future. It's going to be salvaged, um, reclaimed. Yeah, it's going to be reclaimed. It's going to be a reclaimed vintage. Yeah, but it's just going to take a, a wee while to get there. So, basically, we're just, I think you know, it's what time is it now? It's. Uh, it's it's five a, to eleven. It's a cool five to eleven on the Friday before the before the sode goes out, and uh, we're not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna edit this at all, apart from dropping the jingles in. Um, it's gonna be desperately clawed from the jaws of defeat. And you know what? I just thought I really need to try and not say um and ah uh and sniff and things like that. So I'm gonna really try my hardest not to do any of those things. Ollie. Can I just ask you one thing? No. Well, I'm going to ask you anyway, because I've been out with a couple of ex-work colleagues that you and I both know and like, and I feel like I'm on top of my game. Okay. Now, at 5 to 11 on a Friday night, it sounds very much like you are desperately trying to get ready for bed. And <laughs> I feel like, given that it's your birthday, yeah. you need to up your damn game, brah. Like, if you're not going to edit this, yeah. I want you to feel this more. Okay. Um, look, I'm, fe can, I'm feeling it. I'm, you know... I'm a... can, you, can you make your voice say that you're feeling it? I, ha, ha, yay! I'm, I, I don't know how to do that. Let, you know, let's just... <laughs> 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 
Right, so... <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to so make So, it's Ollie's birthday. Time. We're going to have a mad one. The apologies aside, the last couple of episodes that we've done, we have alluded to the fact that there might be a Danny Dyer episode coming. Now, when I, in the President's episode, said, Ollie, who would be your uh, next potential Batman if it wasn't Ben Affleck? You said, oh, well, it's the person who's going to be the subject of our next podcast. Fucking hell, mate, it's one of them. Um you alluded to the fact that it might be Danny Dyer. So, any listeners who are keen, you just need to hang out, check out our next couple of episodes, and we will be there with our Danny Dyer banter. Right? It's going to happen. And it is good It just needs to happen on Ollie's laptop's terms. Yeah. Um, And the same thing with Batman's. So, stay with us. We'll be there. And we'll get on with it. Right, so... Shall we move into intermission? Seggy one is done. Seggy yeah. one has been depressing somewhat yeah. with your lethargic banter and you know, you're okay. just struggling. Well, you, how mean, many thinking bit... syrups have you had tonight, Ian? I have had many thinking syrups. <laughs> okay. Uh, friends of the podcast, Rich Baresh, who helped us uh, get to the uh, rap. rap yeah, the the um, rap song that we got for the podcast, Rich was the facilitator and all of that. I've been out with him and I've been out with a friend of the podcast, Lewis, who's also been goading me into drinking lots of the thinking syrups. Okay. So I've had way too many and you're having a lethargic one. And well, I've just, all I've had is a, is a two-hour round trip to uh, go and pick um, children of the podcast up, so... Uh, children of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, am, am I one of the fathers of the children of the podcast? Um, potentially. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, let's, okay. let's leave that to Jeremy Kyle. Okay, so the children slash of the killer. podcast may slash may not be involved in a uh, bit of a chat, a bit of a you the viewer. Yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. So the uh, intermission, let's get into that. Yeah, okay. Up five it. Jingle. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we'll talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Hello, Rosie. Hello, Eric. Hello. Hello. Um, so, what was the last film you saw, Rosie? Um, the Street Cat Named Bob. Yeah? Tell us more. Well... <coughs> it was about this man and he was homeless and then he a cat came into his house and then he started doing like singing songs like singing and then he started getting like famous and like getting money and then lots of people were being mean to him <coughs> and then this man died because he took too much of drugs <laughs> And then he um, did, like, and then, like, really, oh, and then he got really mean to the cat and he was throwing, like, shoes around and, and then he started to, like, his family started to be nice to him. And, like, his dad was being nice to him, not, like, his stepmother. And then he got wrote a book. Yeah? About the cat. And what would you rate it? Uh, a s- eight. Eight out of ten? Six. Yeah. Why eight? Because pe- lots of people were mean in it. Okay. 
And Eric, how about you? What was the last film you saw? Street Cat Named Bob. Oh yeah, <laughs> funny that. And what did you think of it? It was really good. Yeah. Um, when the cat sneaked into the house because um, when he was eating all the cornflakes. Yeah. That was really funny. <laughs> um, what about, you, you said last night about when, um, when the guy was really poorly and you, you suggested something that would make him feel better. Yeah. What was that? Be sick. Yeah? Have a really good sick. Yeah. Yeah, that always sorts you out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now what is your favourite film ever, Rosie? Um, I think I have two favourite films. No, you can only choose one. I only have one. <laughs> so I, my favourite is... Parent Trap, okay. the new one. Right, and why is that? Because there's two sisters and they didn't know they, they went to the same camp, but then they were doing like a they they like poured pranks on each other. So one of them they put like like all this like grease and like when they woke up and all like this thing that their feet went onto, and then they put in and then two the two girls got went to go into the insulation house, which was a kind of nice house. Like right. house. Yeah. In okay. the camp. So why why is it so good? What I think it just is very funny and I just like the story. Okay. And what would you rate it out of ten? Ten. Yeah? No obviously. faults at all. No one being horrible in this one. No, okay. obviously because it's my favourite film, so I yeah. have to do it as a ten. Okay. And Eric, what's your favourite <sighs> film ever? Come a bit closer. Come on, you've got to think on the spot, Eric. Ah. <laughs> I think it is Miss Parenton for Purely Children. Yeah, and why Why do you like that one so much? Because it's got all the monsters in it. Yeah, what was your favourite monster? Or child. Mm. Um, I think it was the invisible person. Yeah. Because he <laughs> kept on running things about. He scared everyone. Yeah, okay. Right, I'm trying to remember what else your dad has asked me to ask you, because I'm... Popcorn! What is your opinion on popcorn, Eric? Um, yes. yes or no? In, yes. in a cinema, is, yes. is popcorn an acceptable snack to eat? Yeah. Yeah? So the noise isn't a problem? No? And Rosie? Yeah. And my favourite popcorn is salted popcorn. Ew, disgusting. It's my favourite. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm bitter. It's I don't like oh. sweet or toffee. They're the best. Yeah, sweet. It's got to be sweet. I hate toffee popcorn. How sweet my favourite are. I could just have every single day and we're going to see Come to do so. Are you going to binge on salted popcorn? Well, it's mm -hmm. your dad's birthday, so... You know. And by the way, Daddy is not 38, he's yep. 37. Confirmed, we checked the birth certificate, he got it wrong, he is 37 <laughs> today. So yeah, um, 
Um, <laughs> um, well, tell me about your life score, Rosie. What is your life score at the moment? What is that? <laughs> it's how it's a, it's a score out of ten, basically how your life's going. Um, moment, your dad's is always like a seven point five. He's he, it doesn't really sort of deviate from that. It's always the same. So what is yours? Is is everything going well at yes. the moment or? Yes, mine is a ten because I'm going to a high school. Nice. Yes, and I'm going to um, and I've been doing lots of tests and getting like most right, so that's made me very happy. Good. And I've been doing very well in my karate. If you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about your karate. And Eric, what's no. yours? Nine. And why is why is your life score so high? Because I'm a good defender, and my football teacher said I am a yeah. good defender. Nice. And what else? What else is going right in the world of Eric? And that I can now play online most yeah. of the time now. Okay. And I get three games every month on my PS4 because I am on PlayStation Plus. Nice. I can play every single game that's on that. Wow. That's pretty good. So, the final question. Hang on, how much time have we got? We've got two and a half minutes. Right. So, who would win out of a three-legged Kong or a blind Godzilla? Rosie. Um, well, considering Patrick and I mean Bruno as only three legs, he is quite capable. Um, and he's pretty scratchy and very violent. Yeah, but Kong isn't yes. a cat. <laughs> but he will be able, well, he doesn't normally, which leg would it be? If it was this leg, it would be fine because he doesn't, he only walks on two legs. But he can use his back legs to just but I kick. But then Godzilla is very big and I think Kong would win. Yeah? Do you not think Godzilla, despite the fact that he is blind, his other senses would be heightened and he would be able to hear Kong oh, sort of yeah. popping along? Like, because you can yeah. always hear Bruno hopping along. So Godzilla would be like, oh, mate, he's over there and just like launch at him or yeah. something grab the one leg that he stood on and just, you know, I cause havoc. What do you think, Eric? Uh, Kong. Yeah? And why? Why do you think? Because he's a massive monkey and he can run faster than Godzilla because he needs to look where he's going because yeah. he can't see anything. He's like, where am I going? So is Kong bigger than Godzilla? Because I'm completely... I don't know anything about this. Kong is bigger. Yeah? But is Godzilla like really strong? Yeah. So. I haven't seen Godzilla, so. Yeah, they're gonna do another video, I mean, another film called Godzilla vs. That's what Daddy said, a Godzilla. Godzilla versus Three Legged Kong. Nah. That would be so much better. I'd go and see that. But yeah, um, that's a few ideas, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, you both agreed that Kong. Three-legged Kong would yeah. completely thrash blind Godzilla. Yeah. 
And there could be a chance that he wins. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it. We've got down to our last few seconds. So say goodbye. Bye. 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 Was it interesting? Yes, it was fascinating. Yeah, I'm sure. Their life scores are pretty high. Are they? Yeah, raising you at 10. Okay. Well, I need to just do like a tiny bit of housekeeping. Because we've, we've done that for you. What? That I'm 38, 37? Yeah. <laughs> Not 38. Okay. <laughs> I have to also do the, the awkward link back to Ian as well. Okay. How are you going to do that? I've just done it. Oh. <laughs> Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Okay, so we've just had a you the viewer with uh, the kids. Yeah. What's your life score, Ollie? You know what? Really good at the moment. Um, so we went to Stockholm to see uh, Peter Cater, and we went with friend of the podcast Tim Deering. And you know what? It was it was just a absolutely magical time. Um, I had I had a really a really great weekend. Um, I felt a little bit rough on uh on the Sunday morning and um but one thing I keep I keep remembering and it, and it's really bringing my life score up quite a lot is is probably something I didn't find that funny at the time but now every time I think about it it makes me laugh um cool. so we were all a little bit delicate in the morning we needed a bit of coffee we needed a bit of sugar and a bit of you know carbohydrates and stuff like that so God, that i comes. i had i had some muesli and some of that weird sort of fizzy yogurt stuff um and now ollie hold on you've just dropped in fizzy yogurt now nobody listening knows what fizzy yogurt is well we had this this yogurt to go on the muesli and it wasn't bitter it wasn't sour it, it came but out it of a fizzed carton on the tongue it fizzed on the tongue and I don't understand why. It Tong. wasn't carbonated. Tonge. On, on my tunge. Um, so anyway. I knew I knew immediately because Pete Cater was saying, um, I'm not sure, is that actually yoghurt? And Tim <laughs> yeah. Deering, Tim Deering, star of uh, Steve-O Moving Goalposts, uh, was like, yeah, yeah, this is yoghurt. And we went back to the place where we picked the yoghurt out of the fridge and there were no other cartons that looked like the one he had in his hand. Yeah, it was like, weird. Where the where the fuck did you get this from? And uh, I could see the dismay and questioning eyes that uh, Pete had, and I knew it was going to be weird. And then yeah. when we got back to Pete's flat, we put it on our muesli, and it was weird, fizzy yogurt. Yes. So anyway, sorry, I've butted in there, but I just given the explanation to the listener. It needed it. Uh, so I had the weird fizzy yogurt and muesli, and Pete and uh, Tim had. Um, Pete's egg fish surprise, which is basically like two boiled eggs, some rye bread, uh, not toasted, just buttered, um, with Worcester sauce and yeah. fish paste. Fish paste out of a tube. Out of a tube, yeah. So it's like fish eggs, which... salty fish egg paste. Yeah, out of a tube, and it just uh, allegedly that's normal. Yep, it, I mean, fine, look, it's okay. Um, I felt uneasy, but, you know, 
each to their own. So Tim had the same thing and we were all feeling a little bit delicate. And then, so Tim was talking in, he had a little bit and then he just stood up really quickly and went to the bathroom. And then a couple of minutes later, he came back and he just went, there's a lot of flavours going on there. (laughs) 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 No explanation about what just happened, but just... There's a lot of flavours going, going on there. <laughs> I think I think if you need a cut of what Tim is like, you just check out the President's episode and yeah. uh, you'll get get a grip of what he's all about. Yeah. So what does that mean then, Ollie? What uh, what count are you at for your life score? I'm um, I'm on a I think I think you know what? I'm on a nine. It was a You're on a nine. Yeah, Stockholm's brilliant, birthday weekend. Uh, got some potential surprises, went to see Logan, going to see Kong on Sunday. You know, it's all good going for a curry tomorrow. Yeah, nine. It's not It's not quite Disneyland, but, you know, Disney World, but, uh, you know, I'm only f- half a point away. You love a curry. Yeah, yeah. And I, haven't, I still haven't eaten meat, so I'll be having a spinach and potato curry. Oh, yeah, that's all good. Sag. Yeah, sagaloo. Zag, yeah, excellent. Zagaloo. Um Yeah, I'm very similar. Yeah, I'm I'm about an eight point five nine, I think. Uh I think okay. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with eight point five. <laughs> Why? Well, um I don't know. I feel like if I was doing a nine, it would just be to match you. And usually okay. I'm I'm hitting it like, oh I'm so fucking amazing, it's great. <laughs> and uh since we all you've know. hit it with a nine yeah, like I think an eight point five is good enough. Um, and well, if it's good I'm enough for win. you, it's good enough for me. Like uh, dodgy. Yeah, everyone should check out dodgy, and especially the second album with the weird circular round thing on it from twenty twelve. Um, we we saw him in a pub just right before we went to Stockholm. But anyway, that's by the by. Yeah. Um, I had a wicked one in Stockholm. It was great, uh, despite the £30 rounds for three people. Yeah. Um, but despite all that, had a wicked, lovely time. Um, yeah, it's just all good. It's all good. Um, went back to work since. Got loads of Instagrams that I'm ready to put up whenever I want. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all positive. And I saw Logan. Now, I think you wanted to chat a wee bit about Logan. I did, yeah. Um, I saw it. I loved it. I thought I was uh, 7.58 on Logan, and I hate Marvel superhero films, right? And I watched this, and I thought it was wicked. Yeah, same. it was really good. Yeah. Um, Did you get Terminator 2 vibes from it? Yes! Yes! I fucking totally did. Yeah, that's the the sort of vibes I got. And and weirdly, for the first five minutes, I... I was thinking, actually, you know what? Is it a little bit too fifteen rated? Are they are they just gonna like? Is everything he's gonna say is gonna be hard. yeah the f bomb all the time? But it it kind of chilled out a bit. But it it gave me big Terminator vibes. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Terminator Two, it. not Terminator, but Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah, it's big Terminator uh, Two vibes. Like John Connor and uh, Sarah Connor and the Terminator on their way out in Nevada. Yeah. There's sort of road trip shenanigans when they arrive at the um, out of town like um, yeah. 
a gas station or whatever there was a big vibe of that there was definitely a point where um uh where logan looks in the mirror back yeah. at the girl in the back seat yeah. with um and and essentially you, you you like basically make patrick stewart the sarah connor character yeah they're in the back seat they're like sort of looking back at uh back at him i t- i totally got that through the whole thing there were lots of bits especially like the first moment where and I, I actually don't know if this was intentional or not, but that moment where um, Hugh Jackman looks in the mirror back at the people in the back of the car. Yeah. I thought that. Um, so in in Terminator Two, there's a bit where um, Arnie looks in the mirror and he looks back at uh, Sarah Connor and uh, yeah. John Connor. And Chan, you see you see him side on. And it's really, really obvious that uh, they've blue screened him. Yeah. And in in the background, there's just moving images behind him. Yeah. Like as in as in like moving road. And they didn't really have to do that in this movie. They could have just filmed them out in the desert. But I actually thought that they'd specifically chosen stylistically such stylistically to do uh, 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 like a sort of chop in green screen thing of like uh, yeah. fake side street because it, like, as soon as it happened I was like hold on Terminator 2 hold on Terminator yeah. 2 this is definitely just like Terminator 2 yeah and um, a couple of other things happened where like people like uh, I don't know like were chasing them down grabbed onto the limousine and like sort of followed up and stuff and I like I would say when I watched it I, w- I thought about talking about it and I've essentially forgotten the specifics now yeah but um I was like one, two, three, four. Like I, I got to like maybe five or six examples of like this is totally uh, Terminator twoing. They're they're really like uh, referencing it hard. And I know yeah. that in interviews, uh, Hugh Jackman's done a couple of different things where he's mentioned like the Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine because like there's a long stretch where he's preparing. He's not act, acting out. He's not actually taking revenge yet, but there, he's preparing to take revenge on the people who are chasing them down. Yeah. But the fact that they're on the run and all that stuff, there were like five or six different examples where it was like, this is very Terminator 2. And that's actually amazing to me because like, what was Terminator 2? Like 1991, 1992, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And when it came out, you know, it was wicked. And up until right now, I still think that it's a relevant, amazing film. But now it's actively being referenced by a massive Hollywood film, and yeah. it's it's. I mean, you don't realize it because it's still easily watchable and it's not dated. But you watch it and you go, that that is now a classic that's being referenced by like big time movies. And um, I I don't think um, Logan was any worse for it. It was like no. Logan actually benefited from it. It was good stuff. Yeah. And I didn't watch it and go, oh, they're just trying to copy it. Uh, it's this or that. I watched it and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's wicked. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I didn't think any of it was cringy or anything like that. I just thought it was really cool. Definitely. Um, I mean, there, were, there anyway, was I, like before. I think we said there was. I felt there was some like references with uh, Metal Gear and The Last of Us and maybe watching the actual film it wasn't quite so obvious um and yeah, also the, the last fact of that us didn't didn't stand out from it at no, all like it was just uh, it was that, just the trailers that was marginalized it was the trailers and the sort of like iconic imagery was the same but not yeah. actually the story 
and uh, and also the fact that Stephen Merchant's character Caliban was like a a goodie and not a baddie as well, which uh, from the from the trailers you would you know I wouldn't have known, but I I quite liked him. What did you think to to Stephen Merchant? Yeah, I thought he was good. The only thing was that um, when he came on, I was uh, intrigued by the guy's face initially. I was like, who's this character? And then like maybe one or two shots later when everybody sort of like did their little guffaw in the cinema. Yeah. I was like, Oh, like everyone's aware of who he is. Right. And all, all I was worried about there was it's kind of like, well, it kind of takes you a little bit out of it. Cause you're like, Oh, that's Stephen Merchant. Like, you know, you, like, do you know well, what I mean? Like, I suppose, you're more, but then, you know, that's you're more Patrick Stewart that guy. And, and that's Hugh Jackman. And, yeah, the, well, well, the that's only thing Richard E. Hugh, Grant. Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman and uh, Patrick Stewart is that you're like, as much as they are them, they are also 17 years into being the characters <laughs> true, they are. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you're like, they're definitely them. Hey, that's whereas, true. Um, whereas, you know, like uh, uh, Stephen Merchant coming into it, you're like, oh, oh, is that the guy from The Office? And I did yeah. notice like the laughing and stuff in it. Like, I didn't particularly laugh at it, but yeah. like it was, it became like a conscious thing of like, oh, people are laughing because it's him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, over like overall, I thought it was fucking brilliant. I thought it was really, really good. The one thing I would say, though, is um, I watched Jackie the night afterwards. And uh-huh. that it's was... That, can't be, that can't really be similar. It wasn't similar at all, but there was one sort of like um, notable comparison that you can make, which was... Um, She's got like these claws that come out of her knuckles. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, there were specific things that were being done with the cinematographer mm-hmm. um, in Jackie where you you noticed that the cinematographer was trying to match the 4-3 sort of look of everything that came out in the 50s, right? There wasn't yeah. 16, 16, 9 in the 50s. Um, and eventually that sort of seemed to slide out into a more cinematic look by the end of it. But I was conscious of that slowly but surely. But then when I watched Logan, did you, uh, like, straightforward question. Okay, did you Lord, just hit me with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and hit you straight with it. Hit me with did this you question. Did you notice that um, there was a lot of um, so focus? On I thought the this is a straightforward question. Did you notice shifts in focus? I can't say I did. No, really, it it wasn't something that I felt like I'd I'd need to remember. Right. The, well, no. The thing is, like, I I didn't want to remember it at all, but it pissed me off when I watched it. Right. Is it, like I would I would probably say Logan is a nine out of ten. Okay. But <sighs> the weird shifts in focus made me think it's like seven and a half eight. Yeah. Like in, instead of having a shot where uh, the background of the scene is in focus, like ba- basically you've got like a deep focus where like all of it is in shot, like a uh, um, Hitchcock film. Yeah, I got pissed off because they would have Logan in the foreground. Yeah, and then something going on in the background, and they would do like a weird warp shift of focus. Right, and then suddenly the thing in the background is in focus. Yeah, and 
but the the thing is, I'm almost certain that they filmed it all in focus and then in post digitally did it. They've digitally shifted focus on stuff, oh, and it really fucking annoyed me. Oh, you really, know, what? I get a like, little bit annoyed when people do that in Instagram, where they add a, a fake depth of field effect on something, and you can still see like where the kind of the circle is. Actual depth yeah. of field was meant to be. That yeah, pierces me but off. The, but this, but this was in motion, right? Yeah. So like you've okay. got in foreground, and then like the foreground would blur, and then the background would shift in. And it was so artificial. Anyway, like I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's not seen it, but like it became really, really, like, over the top. Like it, it happened. I would say in two hours. I would say it happened um, twice. No, I was going <laughs> to say like ninety times, but I would say sixty, sixty times this happened. Right. Okay. And it was really fucking over the top. Anyway, I didn't notice it. But, you know, there we go. It annoyed you. I didn't notice it. You know, I think I think our viewers will be fine. Well, fifty percent of them will be. So what I would say is, as a jokey aside, we went to Stockholm, yeah, and we were arriving there on a Friday night. We were going to get a limited period of time on a Friday night. Then we we're going to get Saturday, and we we're going to fly back on Sunday. Uh huh. Ollie, Ollie proposed on Thursday or Wednesday night. Mm. Hey, guys, why don't we carve out two hours while we're in Stockholm to go uh. and watch Logan? And then we'll have some uh, banter to chat about while we do a podcast in Stockholm. Yeah. Two hours out of like potentially a 30-hour period in another country doesn't yeah. feel like something that I want to spend my time on. That's fine. So... We avoided that. Yeah, I mean, but you completely. know, I mean, we did, we did go, we did go and watch a ninety, a ninety minutes two hour football match. So, you know, football match. Oh no, but we were just. Sorry. I didn't see a minute of that. I was yeah, just so looking still, at still in a pub. Locals. Yeah. Yeah. We anyway, hey, look, I'm sorry for suggesting that we have some, uh, some material for a hastily put together pod sode. Podzone. Uh Shall we move on? Yeah. Did I say what I am? I'm an eight point five. You're a nine. I think that's the first time you've usurped me and been better you're on your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna have a glass of water, and this is gonna be completely unedited. I didn't even slurp it, so we're all good. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> but that normally means it's my life score. I'm confused. You've already done it. Yeah. Okay, so, Ollie. Yeah. When this episode comes out, yeah. it's your birthday. It is, and I'll be 38 years old. So that means I was, I was born in... Yeah, I prefer the other one you you played earlier. Oh, what the Mexican jingle? Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that as the new official uh, happy birthday song, rather than singing that. I think everybody should kind of just sing that instead. Mariachi band. Yeah, yeah. But everyone likes altered images in Claire Grogan. Yeah. Happy birthday, 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 happy birth
hey, look, all I can say Good. is that at least it's not that, you know, you know what. Um, so anyway, what I proposed is that I've got my, my, and this is me, this is not anybody else, this is my top 10 uh, films of the year 1980. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that they're the best. Don't get confused. What are you doing? Nothing. Please bear in mind that I'm not editing this episode, so any shenanigans is going to be left in. Sure. Okay, so fine. You so wanna... it's your birthday. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so we're having a, a little top ten of films from 1980, which is the year I was born. Now, this is a top ten. I'm not saying it's all of them are, are amazing quality films, but I think they're the ones that I would pick out of that year as defining films for me. All right? Okay. For, All for, right. For one reason or t'other. Okay. Yeah? I'm ready. I'm going to just give... Um, I'm going to shitpost verbally yeah. on whatever, whatever it is that you come up with. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's your kind of... That's your bag, isn't it? So... Shitposting. Okay, so at number, are you ready for this? We're going from way. we're going from ten to one. So, can we can we just stop and get ready for Ollie's number ten, nineteen eighty movie? Ten, ten. Okay, <laughs> so nineteen ninety. So this is a this is a film about uh, a family go to a nineteen eighty. Surely, yeah. No, what did I say? Nineteen ninety, I think. I meant 1980. Um, okay. Yeah, so a family go to a fair and they win a little baby alligator. Not a goldfish, but a okay. little baby alligator. And the dad's Perfect. all like, ah, oh, mate, I don't, I don't want this alligator. You know, who, who, who'd win an alligator? D- don't want it. So what does he go and do, Ian? He kills it and puts it in a... No, he doesn't kill it. He throws it. He throws it into the um, into the sewers. Yeah, he flushes it down the toilet like a log. Yeah, like a, a live log. <laughs> a live log. So it's <laughs> so it's basically like a um, a alligator version of Pinocchio. <laughs> um, so, but basically, what, it's a log that can grow. Well, no. It, well, Pinocchio is a wooden boy that, well, a wooden puppet that wants to be a real boy, but this alligator is a is a poo that wants to be a real alligator. <laughs> okay. And it grows uh, when it lies. No. So basically, the your alligator. So is this Splinter? No, no, no. This is nineteen eighty. So your so your alligator. He's down in the sewers. Do you know okay. what he's doing down in the sewers? He's eating all of the laboratory rats. Okay. I don't know what you're on about. I'm really lost. Yeah, well, this is the film. So it's called Alligator from 1980. And here's a is synopsis. This is actually your 10th top film from It is, yeah. Baby Alligator is flushed down a Chicago toilet and survives by eating discarded laboratory rats injected with growth hormones the small reptile grows gigantic, escapes the city sewers, and goes on a rampage. And this film stars this film stars Robert Forster from 
Jackie Brown. Oh, I'll have cool. you know. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, oh, you like it now? No, but I mean, it sounds shit. Well, here's the thing. Like, it it just, it resonated with me when I was young. I watched it around my nan's house and we had a toy. <laughs> so we had this toy. It was a little bit like Buckaroo. But you'd basically, like, you'd fish, like, bits of plastic rubbish out of this alligator's mouth. And then at some point it would snap closed on your on your arm and it would it would kind of hurt because the teeth were a little bit bit you know it wouldn't Jagged. It, it it definitely wouldn't pass health and safety these days but I used to love that toy um but I also used to like the film because at some point a man gets like literally both of his legs bitten off and you see the stumps <laughs> oh nice and what and age like were you when then? you one uh, six or seven something like that Pro- so probably about way after it had come out yeah yeah well yeah look any films that i saw in 1980 i can't remember yeah sure i'm just I gonna understand. you know you, you you get me now you get me right so most of these films i didn't see when i was between uh zero well one day and you know zero. a year old <laughs> yeah sure three six five <laughs> As I like to well, say. Yeah, I mean, I I was way less than a uh, glint in my madre and padre's eye. I was so, eight years off that. I've got some... So the taglines for this film are delightful. Okay. Uh, so hit me. Okay, so you've got one... Um, the, the, so here we go. It lives 50 feet beneath the city. It's 36 feet long. It weighs two thousand pounds, and it's about to break out. And it literally does. Fucking Listen, hell. it literally does break out from underneath the pavement. It lifts the paving slabs out and just goes on a mad one. People are having a wedding, and it just goes and trashes the wedding and eats like everybody. It's amazing. And but there's also there's also a tagline that says, "He's up from the sewers, and nobody's safe." Which sounds, which I, I don't know, I, th- I feel would sound good in Sean Connery's accent. Sorry, so what was it? It's so up from the he's, sewers he's and up from, safe. He's up from the sewers and nobody's... He's. Yeah. Does it actually say he's? Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a male alligator. Yeah, yeah. He's up from the sewers and nobody's safe. <laughs> yeah, see, it's great. I think it's funnier in Jared Butler's accent. Go on then. Listen to me now, brother. <laughs> He's up from the sewers, brother, and nobody's safe. Dig it? <laughs> okay. Now, I may have somewhat transplanted Gerard Butler into Macho Man Randy Savage, but I feel like that's how he's butchering the American accent. Yep. L'Oreal for man, brother. Moisturize, or I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Okay. Sure. So okay, so that's alligator at number 10. So that's alligator at number 10. Are you, are you interested in... I mean, I, look, to be honest with you, I wouldn't watch it. No, I don't want to watch it. You've not sold it particularly well, other than Robert Forster being. Yeah. That's all. So listen... I mean, Robert Forster was only in Jackie Brown because he was in so many B-movies. And- yeah, like Alligator. 
Yeah, he was in so many B movies that um, Quentin Tarantino was like, "All right, signed, okay." Ah, yeah. uh, you know what? I should have put Alligator at number eight. Alligator. Right. Well, you've done it now. So what's at nine? <laughs> it's another shit one. So this one stars Farrah Fawcett, okay, right? Listen, and it's called. Oh. And it's called Saturn. Lovely. Saturn yeah. Three. It's called Saturn Three. I've watched it. Right. I've watched it. Yeah. Okay. But this one is because my my mum bought me a CRT TV, and I must have been about that's se- cathode ray tube. Yeah, so I must have been about seven or eight years old, and this is the first time I'd had like a telly in my room, which was pretty, you know, in the eighties. That was pretty big deal. So I had a TV Especially in my room for Cov. Yeah, so maybe I was about yeah. It's actually I was probably about nine or ten, something like that. So I'd had um. So I had this TV in my room and I could watch ITV and all that as well. And very late at night, this film was on. Um, and it's, it's a little bit Terminator on a spaceship because this, this kind of weird robot with like needle eyes is chasing them around the ship. And it's, uh, it, it disturbed me somewhat. <laughs> okay. And I, but I, I have, I just have distinct memories of, of that was the first time that I was aware that I'd stayed up very late of my own accord. Right, okay. And I was like, shit, if anybody notices that I'm awake and watching the TV, then A, the telly's going to get taken off me, and B, I'm going to be in hella trouble. <laughs> I re- Well, I remember that moment as well. That's a but good with me. moment. <laughs> no, like that moment where you know this is mad like, yeah I've, like, I've never done this before this is my first late one on my own I'm, like, well in trouble <laughs> and and also like you basically like you, you're trying to get the volume on the telly to the point where just right where you, you hear the dialogue but you can like, hear you're not it. scaring other people yeah well you can hear it but you're confident that it won't travel through the walls you know what i i i realized a while later even on a cathode ray tube right yeah so um i watched uh, a bunch of wrestling really late at night that my parents didn't <laughs> let me watch and i watched a bunch of uh mark kermode things that he introduced on um f- channel four i used to watch um, those as well like exorcist and stuff yeah but you were old enough to choose to do that and i wasn't at yep. the time maybe. okay um so like I was maybe like eleven, you would have been like what twenty or something, <laughs> thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if I was eleven watching uh, a Clockwork Orange, yeah, I, I I stayed up and I watched that, and I I was doing the same thing that you just described, which was like get the get the levels just right so you can hear the dialogue, yeah, but, but not like ish, so so that yeah. the mad shit with like fucking Beethoven doesn't wake mum and dad up, and they're like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Um, and that that film's got a lot of kind of weird volume spikes as well. It does, yeah, yeah. But then um, the next one I watched was maybe like uh, Chainsaw Massacre or Alien or something like that. And yeah. when I watched those, I realised that even my cathode ray TV, which was like a like an eighteen or thirty inch one, it was fucking big. It was the X family TV. Got moved upstairs when my parents were like, "Right, we've moved on," um, and. I realised that it had a headphone jack. Yeah. So I was in the fucking money, man. I like plugged <laughs> the headphone jack in, and I was like, "Right, I'm fucking on it." And I was just listening to it full blast, like watching Alien, like, "Yes, you fucking bastard! This is amazing." Yeah. Um, 
Right, so anyway, um, childhood memories exchanged. On Saturn 3, uh, I have some uh, vital stats in front of me. Rotten Tomatoes says it's one out of five. Yeah. Um, it is a stinker. The, it's a stinker, and the uh, synopsis that I can see is a madman, mad brackets, Harvey Keitel, yeah. and his shiny robot chase a May-December couple. What's a May-December couple? A what? A May-December couple. May-December couple. Don't know. They, they can only see each other during those months. <laughs> Whatever spring case, it's, it's brackets. Not, you're not okay during spring. They've never Far shared an Easter Kirk together. <laughs> They've never shared an Easter together. Yeah. Um, Just want to have shiny... an Easter egg with you. A madman and his shiny robot chase a May-December couple, Farrah Fawcett and Kirk Douglas, doing food research on Saturn's third moon. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if there's anything that's going to get me down the cinema, it's that. But unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. no nobody else was interested. The budget was ten million, and the box office was nine pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Danny Dyer film, right? Okay, what's number eight? It's another one with a number in the title, but this is a little bit of a better film. But I didn't actually see it until I was twenty. So what if mm-hmm. I was to what if I was to give you the following phrase? What would you say? That's not a phrase. That's a musical sound. Ah, uh, well, what would you? What would you... that? Yeah. What is it? What's it from? Um, ah, it's got a number Nightmare in the. Nightmare on Elm Street. It's got a number in the title. You idiot! I just said. I just said Nightmare on Elm Street. What number's Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Friday. Oh, is it Friday the Thirteenth? Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Nine mare. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a nine mare. Yeah, it's Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. So that one Is came. It the first one was it the first one? The in first, the very first one with the with the mother was the killer. Where there was actually a little bit of tension, whereas all the rest are just bullshit and funny. Yeah, yeah, they they pretty much are, aren't they? Um, but yeah, this is Friday the thirteenth. And it's got this one's got the uh, the Kevin Bacon in it before he was doing our heads in collectively in the in the cinemas with his stupid adverts when he was actually okay. I, mean, I know he's done a bunch of retarded adverts recently, but I mean he has still actually done a couple of decent things when he's been actually in films. No, he hasn't. Um, I mean he's done a lot of crap, but he's done a few decent things. Name one. Okay, Luke, don't fucking put me on on under the gun, right? What? I'm, I'm I'll just... work out. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Anyway, Friday Thirteenth. You know, genre classic. What can I say? Um, I think I think we're gonna have to move on. So number seven, a film I love, uh, Elephant Man. Oh yeah, David one Lynch. of the one of the first uh, superhero movies um, of of all time. It was you know. I mean, weird powers, but you know. is it really a superhero movie? <sighs> Sigh. Uh, no, but but it has got a superhero in it. If you think about it, you just have to Who? take the you have to take the elf out of it, and then you've got Ant Man. Uh, 
<laughs> You're a total fanny. <laughs> okay, yeah, but no, uh, Elephant Man. Elephant Man's a really good one. Um, and like, I've been I've been toying with letting Rosie and Eric see it as well. Um, I think it's fine. I think it'd be totally okay. Um, but I still think it is quite nightmarish. It is still like really. It's very disturbing. I would. Yeah, say. it is. But it did also appear on a list of, um, like, f- f- like a B a BBFC list of uh, films that children under a certain age should watch, and that was one of them. Elephant Man is one, and I can see why. What's I don't know. I think about acceptance. I think it's... I think it's important to see, but I do. But it's just not here. Like, exercise caution, like it, like maybe when they're both thirteen, fourteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I could watch Elephant Man now and still be a wee bit like, mm, okay, the tone is strong. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's a okay, lot. So what's that? It's a great film. That's that's at number seven. Okay. What's six? What's the number six? Well, um, this one is Raging Bull. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I haven't got a lot to say about it really, other than um, there was some there was some interesting sound design things. Um, They used some. They did. They used. No, no, no. They used various animal sounds in it. Oh, okay. So it's like Alien, including elephants and horses. Is this the elephant episode? No, but basically, yeah, they used they used some elephants and horses in the fight scenes to give it an otherworldly effect. Because um, obviously, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Who um, said that? It's just some bullshit article I've I've, I've read. Uh, so they Ollie, also spent. Listen, second. listen. Ninety thousand pounds worth of the budget, right, was spent on, um, you know, the the oldie camera flash bulbs. Oh yeah, because there's so, there's so many of those kicking off all the time with with Jake LaMotta. Um, yeah, that that the, yeah they they went through ninety thousand pounds worth of of uh, or dollars sorry of uh, flash bulbs. There you go. There's okay. a fact. There's a fact for you. That might be the first fact we've ever had. The first genuine one. Yeah, but it's not more more often than not when you uh, play the jingle for the forex deep dive and you're like, I think I might have to check that. Yeah, that's actually true. I do have to check everything that you say. Well, I did. I did actually have to check uh, something that I was going to say um, because I thought that in Raging Bull, the the sound designer um, to get the the punch sounds used a turkey stuffed full of walnuts but that's that's actually fight club so yeah i did actually check that so i i did go and do my research and it was actually uh fight club did did that so there we go that's flesh that's flesh plus crunch plus nut (laughs) flesh nut yeah so how are you feeling ollie i'm feeling all right yeah i'm fine yeah are you like on a good one in it's what? your birthday. I am on a good one, yeah. I prefer the. I've told you I prefer the the mariachi band one. Can we not? Well, I mean, we can do that. But all I'm saying is, like, lighten up, buddy. You're having a really stressy one. Like, why? Because I've just remembered. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. You sound you sound a wee bit like you're a four. I'm not. Even I'm though a, you said you're a nine. I am a nine. I'm a I'm a genuine I'm a genuine. <laughs> genuine. You ready for Perfect. number? F- Listen, we've got we've got twelve minutes left, and Perfect. we're at number five. Okay, let's keep going. Niagara Falls. Child. Superman. Well, Superman. Mm. Is it Which, Superman? It's two. It, yeah, two. Superman two. With Richard uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a note here. Uh, three villains from the Phantom Zone: Zod, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Excellent. What do you think to okay, Superman? So, what do you think to Superman two? You know what? Um, I actually don't know Superman one, two, or three particularly well. I know that Superman three is like banter because it's mental. Yeah. Um, that's the one. That's the one where he he is in space. Well, no, he he. he I think. Three is the one where he goes like bad Superman. Yeah, and he's like at a bar with stubble. drinking, and he and he wears he starts wearing like the kind of the Aston Villa at home Superman kit. <laughs> it's like claret and blue. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, it's true. Yeah, I I don't know the first three particularly well. Like, I never loved Superman that much, but my parents were like, "Oh, Superman's on," and they would sort of like put me down in front of it to watch, and I'd be like, mm, you know, like. I don't know. It was never. It never really came across as a kids' film. To me. Well, there was there was always like a really kind of strong peril in in the films. There's always a little bit of like mental peril where like a, a child was was in like proper danger. danger. Like there's, I think it was in three. There's one where there's a combine harvester about to bring him over, and then. Yeah. In two, there's yeah, there's like Niagara Falls, but and and it always like really properly freaked me out. Did like, it? Yeah, yeah. Those those it, scenes. Because really the thing scary. is, when I watched it, and and in fairness, I w- watched this obviously like not only like a few years afterwards, but I watched it when it like in the nineties or something when it was on TV, and um, I always kind of thought like you know like it was on TV, you'd start watching it, and I'd be like, oh, Superman. And like, uh, the dialogue was always very adult in a way where, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, fucking, I'm boring," and all I would be waiting for was like, some fights or something. Yeah, like where the theme tune kicks in. Yeah, you know it's going to kick off. I just, I think I actually just did the um, Thunderbirds theme tune there. <laughs> Maybe. Were you a Thunderbirds fan? No. Oh, mate, Thunderbirds is the best. Anyway. Um, Agree to disagree. Superman, I always just thought, like, it was so dialogue heavy. As a kid, it wasn't really a kid's film, and that's why the 70s Superman films and, like, 80s Superman films were just kind of like... I was nonplussed about them. It wasn't fast at all it wasn't till um clark kent and the daily planet thing with um what's his name smallville no before that doesn't matter let's move on <sighs> number four number four ah uh... 
Flash. Yeah. Flash Gordon. Yeah, Flash Gordon. With with your favourite person that you never got an interview with. We can't say anything about that because... Why? I'll tell you later. We, listen, listen, just trust me. We'll, I'm not editing this podcast, but we can't. We, uh, we, we'll be able to talk oh, about you, it. You got one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Flash Gordon, um, defining memory, probably the scariest thing I've ever seen as a child. The bit where Timothy Dalton's pushing his hands into the into the weird sort of tree trunk thing, and he's yeah. slowly going in. Is it going to bite his hand? I, you know, I just. That that really stuck in my mind. In my mind. Yeah. It really in did. My it just mind. Yeah. It no, no, no. I, I know I know what you mean. I when I got round to watching that, um the idea that like somebody could like just take his hand or some creature could just take his hands off. Yeah. Was mad scary. Yeah. Agree. Mad mad mental. But yeah, I was I was well up for that film. Uh watched it loads when I was a kid. Uh yeah. Well up for it, mate. <laughs> oh, well up for a bite. Um, by the way, can we just jump back to Superman? Uh, we'd we'd move. We'd, we'd, maybe. Go on so then. I never, I never liked the original films, but Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman, the TV show. <sighs> Did you ever see that? It was not dire. It was Danny it was, dire. Uh, it was terrible, right? But it was much more satisfactory to somebody my age when I was a kid. Yeah. With Dean Dean Kane. Yeah. And uh whoever it was that played Lois Lane, um, who yeah. eventually turned turned out in Desperate Housewives or whatever. Um right. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Um but anyway, it was always just like, Okay, this is the talkie bit, this is the talkie bit. Okay, cool. And then the music would play and then he would be Superman. And whenever the music played, you were just like, This is absolutely brilliant. Also, <laughs> people should watch everything that Dean Cain's been in because Channel 5 at Christmas time always play a Dean Cain Christmas movie and for whatever reason, he somehow, after the Superman thing, become like weirdly associated with Christmas movies. Right. Which are like super like D movies, like E movies. E- yeah, not A, not B. Not he was in a movie C. with um, the cop from uh, Die Hard. Right, okay. Where Al, Al from Die Hard, he was in the movie that I watched with him in it, and it was just absolutely terrible. But it's really weird because he's now been typecast as uh, Christmasman. Christmasman, yeah, it's really weird. He's just like like nice guy in the community, Dean Kane. Yeah, um, like helping out like some school or like you know whatever the fuck. But like it's really weird that now after uh, the New Adventures of Superman, he's now that guy. Anyway. What's your number three? Three. It's it's Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I I don't think big Star Wars man though. Uh, I'm not, but I mean, I do. I I do like them. Listen, I I loved, I loved um, watching them. Um, When when no when uh, the Force Awakens came out, uh, Rosie and Eric and I we. We basically watched all six of the other ones back to back to back to back to back to back. Back three back. Back six back. So we watched them all, um, and I, I I kind of enjoyed the first ones, like or as in like Phantom Menace and stuff. And I, yeah. I hate I hated them at the cinema. I thought they were shite, yeah. but Me I quite I quite enjoyed the sort of B moviness of them. But they're far too talky. Yeah. 
Um, and like, I, I can't imagine that when Rosie and Eric like finished watching it, they were going, "Hey, let's go, let's go and play trade embargoes." Yeah, yeah I can't imagine it. Let's go and play senates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're not having any any trade to Naboo. No, basically, like that. It was crap. But but we watched the original ones, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. You know, yeah, they're they're great. I, they're I was, loving it. Yeah, we're all loving it. We thought they're, you know, they're really, really good. And I think the new ones have, like, I really like Force Awakens and I love Rogue One, as we've already spoken about. So I think my my love of Star Wars has just, in, like, gone mental because of those films. And also because going to uh, Universal Studios and all the sort of Star Wars stuff that I've got over there I thought was really good. So I'm I'm probably just a little bit of a, a late adopter of, of mm. the Star Wars stuff. But yeah, you know what? Empire Strikes Back, it can be at number three. I, st- I think it's... For most people, look, it would be at number one every time, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, number two. No, it's good. Okay, what's number two? The first time I ever saw full nudity... Okay. Uh, Uh, And a very and a very young age as well. Okay. Airplane. Zero years old. (laughs) Yeah. Airplane. Oh mate, nice one. Yeah. It's just it's just a that makes me wonder what's your number one. Uh, Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to wait. Did you think the airplane was gonna two? Yeah. Okay. So airplane, I fucking love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It just keeps so, giving and giving and giving, and I mean, you know, you could say that the jokes are hit and miss, but they're just mostly hit. Hit after hit, yeah, after, after hit. hit. No, it's. I mean, I think uh, I don't think they're hit or miss. All I think is that um, you you basically have to be prepared to take like written like uh, jokes that are. <laughs> clearly written for the purpose of being funny as a word play. Yeah. You have you have to be into that type of comedy where like they're like obviously like bending the words to be funny in a specific context or something like that where it's been like written out and it's like, oh it'd be funny if you said that like this. Yeah. Um that's that's the type of jokes that it is. And if you're up for that, great. Yeah. Um if you're not, then it's like, oh God, this is so forced and it's so stupid. But like if you're just wacky up for it like Leslie Nielsen style, then well, there's never been wicked. there's never been anyone like Leslie Nielsen, and like they they tried to do a resurgence of these spoof movies with uh, scary movie and stuff like that, but I thought they were all just dire for some reason. But that, but that was just also kind of, because the writing was just terrible, or like either like racist, homophobic, or sexist. Well, and also they missed the point as well because a lot of the time in these in those scary movie films. Was that basically they they would do almost the exact scene of a film like yeah. Ring or Blair Witch or The Exorcist? They'd literally just do that film shot for shot, but with a joke at the end. Yeah, you know, like with a with a, a slight difference. But Airplane was its own thing. It was its own film. Like films like Top Secret and Airplane yeah. and Naked Gun. They're just they're untouchable. They're amazing. Uh, so yeah, and but but instead yeah, so instead of like trying to take the piss out of um, one specific movie, it was like this is a pastiche of like all the types of like 
secret agent films or yeah. all the types of like airplane disaster films or all yeah. the types of like uh hero in distress with like you know like it was it was a combination of all that stuff and it was just written on in its own way yeah and that and that's why all the lines were wicked and also like the visual guys remember like when the um non-pilot is trying to take the plane down to land and he's just like <laughs> pissing sweat out of his yeah, yeah, like, yeah. entire face um <laughs> All, all that stuff is his amazing. entire well, face. Yeah, like he's like pouring sweat out of like his cheeks and his like forehead and stuff. Um, but yeah, like uh, airplane is really really good, etc. Plus, OJ Simpson. <sighs> or was that OJ. airplane too? Uh, that oh, do you know what that signals? What number one? We're we're into we're into extra time. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go for still number got, three. We've still got three films to talk about. No, um, so we, we, we'll we get to the last one. Um, there's two of the ones I want to mention as well, but we'll, we'll rattle through this. Um, number one. Your number one movie of the 80s from it's Ollie not, Johnson it's on not, his birthday. Ian, it's not of the 80s. It's of 1980, the singular year. Sorry, number one movie of 1980. 80, the year of his birth, it's Oliver Johnson. And it's his number one, which is The Shining. Okay, fine. It's yeah, good. agree. There. Do we need to talk Agreed. about it? Um, no. Yeah, well, what do you like about it? <laughs> um, well, it, literally everything. I've, um, I, no, 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 Boring. I, no, no, I got obsessed by it. Like, I don't know if you've ever... I I watched it like probably two or three days in in a row, probably every day for like a few days, just because I, I loved it so much. And and I, I probably what sort of time was this when you were younger or recently? No, pro- or probably when I was about fourteen or fifteen. It was right. when I first discovered it, and then I, I watched it, and I just couldn't believe how good it was. I'd never mm. seen anything like it, and I'd heard about it. But I didn't know what it was about or what it was supposed to be. But it it was I just found it like mind blowing, like everything yeah. about it, like literally everything about it. And I, it's one of the few thing, films that I've ever just needed to watch the next day again. And then I watched it again, like for a third time. And I just I just think it's brilliant. I just the atmosphere. I don't think there's I don't think there's a single other film that that's got the same atmosphere. Like it's just incredible. Yeah. No, you know, it's cool, man. Your cam, your camera work, your acting, just how like mental it all is, and how how obvious it is that everyone on set was just having a mad nervous breakdown. Yeah, I think you know, there's. Um, comes I went to see I went to see a Kubrick exhibition at the at Somerset House in London, which was absolutely amazing. And um, there were a number of different rooms that you could walk into and out of that had like sort of derivative artwork from various films that he'd been in. Um, And it was by one of the two main people in the sort of collective uncle who make like a bunch of music. They do remixes for various different stuff. And um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of rooms like like the main hallway that you walked into all the other rooms in. Um, the main hallway had like a, a representation of like the carpet that is in the yeah. scene with the two girls. And the, then they just um, smash a load of blood down it, yeah? No, well, I mean, they didn't do that, but like ah. the, I mean, 
that was wicked enough the way that it was done because you walked down it and you're like, oh fuck, this really feels like being there. Yeah. And then at the end of it, there were like I think like four hundred electric fires all stacked up on one another and you walked into the room and it did feel like being at the hotel i can't right. remember the name of the hotel overlook. but like you walk the overlook hotel you walk through it and you're like oh god this like does feel just like being there even though there was never a scene with loads of electric fires you walk through it and <laughs> no, like it had a you walk through it and it just had like an essence of like what the film's about and um yeah there's loads of good stuff there but um when, the only thing was, I watched The Shining after I'd seen A Clockwork Orange and um, uh, Barry Lyndon. Right. And I, uh, Barry Lyndon, I think, like slowly but surely, I think is becoming like the one that everyone thinks is um, Stanley Kubrick's best film, and it's the least seen because it's like three and a half hours. Yes, and I'm not like, going to watch that. People are like, nah, mate, I'm not going to watch that. It's too long. But yeah. actually, I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's the best thing ever. People should watch it. Add three to your watch list. Okay. But um, I'll just watch it in installments, Ian. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a really good Sunday afternoon film. Like, you, you get up, chill out, have a good one. 12 o'clock, stick Barry Lyndon on. Yeah. And you sort it till dinner time. Okay. And, cool. And you're going to have a wicked one. It's got it's got Pat Roach from Ophita's M Pet and wrestling in it. Nice. Um, but yeah, like um, The Shining, I think I I sit that up there with all of my favorite films as well. But I, I the only thing is, it's not like I rate it as like a nine nine and a half out of ten. Right. But I don't think it's one of like my films. You know what I mean? Like when you've got like your like, you know when you can go back and you just watch a DVD and you just definitely watch it over and over and over again? Yeah. It doesn't sit quite in there, whereas <sighs> Barry Lyndon, I could watch that over and over and over again. But okay. I still rate it massively. That's good to know. So what else have you got? You've got two other films. You've already hit number one. <laughs> well, what else have you got going Well, these are, these are two that didn't make it. One is because I haven't seen it, but it sounds great. It's called The Final Countdown, and it's added to my watch list. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read you the synopsis and it, it okay. it's something that sounds like it should definitely be remade. Um, a modern aircraft carrier is thrown back in time uh, to 1941 near Hawaii, just hours before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. So we're talking a modern military vessel in World War Two with, you know, mad like jets and missiles and stuff against you know, your, your World War Two bombers and planes. Sounds great. Sounds like a good concept. I'm well up for it. Okay. It's got Martin Sheen and Kirk Douglas in it. Oh, yeah, that does sound good. Yeah, I'm well up for it. And the other one, the other one that I have seen it, but um, I'm, I'm probably watch it again. torn uh, from talking about was, was a, yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, mate. Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. I think I've mentioned it a bunch of times on the podcast. Um, um, yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. So this is basically Swan got a, a video of it. So this was like VHS era. Um, someone got a video of it, bought it around the house, sleepover. Um, and yeah, I was just like, this is disgusting. They're not yeah, killing, killing animals. 
I, I couldn't I couldn't stomach it. But like you know, it was it's it's a good idea. It's a fi- it's a fine idea for a film. But I think it's it was essentially like the starting point or like at least the most popular version of the initiation of found footage. Yeah, like your Blair Witches. I'm not I'm not saying it's the first ever. It might have been, but I don't know. It was at least the most popular found footage one and it was like what, nineteen oh it was nineteen eighty. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, but like so like oh, that's just true. Um yeah, but like the violence towards animals and all that stuff was mental, but it was found footage that made it seem like they'd uh, happened upon like this uh tribe or whatever. Yeah. And people like did actually think it was real, even if it was I don't know if it was or wasn't, but it felt like it was like a real thing. Yeah, it did. My yeah. my story about this is Okay. I worked in uh, Asda, Asda when I was at university. Other supermarkets are available. I worked in the home and leisure department. And, so this um, is where you get all your live, laugh, love uh, crap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, live, laugh, love crap plus TVs telling people about what an HDMI cable does and doesn't do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll so, save. Listen, Ian, we're going to have to save that for another podcast. <laughs> that right, would be another tech talk podcast. <laughs> tech talk. HDMI sure. cables. But, Friend um, or foe? For, for, <laughs> first time I ever saw Cannibal Holocaust, I went for a day's work on a Sunday at Asda. Yeah. I thought I was a smart arse, and there were a bunch of like empty shelves after Halloween or something. And um, like they were all empty because there was no more Halloween costumes on them. So I was like, right, I'm going to pick that shelf up and that shelf up and that one and then instead of taking one into the warehouse i was like right i'm going to take all three of these to the warehouse but because the surfaces were really smooth i was trying to grip onto three shelves and all of them weighed probably about eight kilograms right, right? so all altogether it's quite heavy okay so i was walk, walking along in these black sand shoes rather than regulation footwear and the middle shelf just slipped right through the other two. Like, yeah. so my grip wasn't tight enough and it was too smooth. So the middle one just slipped okay. down. It's very vivid imagery. I understand. So basically the middle, middle shelf. Yes, we get it. Slipped right down, smashed my toe to bits. Right. So okay. it broke the actual toenail. Ah, yeah. I went off to some line manager who I So you went like straight to... to the cinema and watched Cannibal Holocaust. It's a great story. <laughs> It's lovely. Uh, no, I went off to the hospital and they confirmed that I had a broken toe. Okay. And I went home with uh, codeine and a bunch of like other painkillers and all sorts of bullshit. And yep. I was at home and I got a kebab. Yep. Lay in my house with a throbbing, painful toe. And I watched <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. And like all of the bloody gratuitous violence just made me think about how my toe was bleeding. And right. all of it was like my entire heart rate I could feel throbbing into my toe yeah and it just made all of it much more harrowing and horrible than it really needed to be and uh, from then on I just thought it was a five star movie (laughs) okay well I've got just just before we wrap this up because we're in extra time and you know we're we're in penalties now but my my grandma um, so she's your grandma yeah does she wish you happy birthday (laughs) 
She would if she was here, I imagine, yeah. But, uh, you know, I am quite old now, so you do the math. Um, so okay. basically, um, she used to work at like a, a kind of old, old person's care home. Um, and she was given the task of going to the video shop to go and get some videos, basically, and entertain the the elderly. Old folk. Yeah. yeah. The, but, but not just elderly, they're also like... I want to. I want to be politically correct. So I guess you can imagine what I was going to say. Um, you know, s- s- special needs. Infirm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So special needs. In a. People. In yeah. a. Yeah. But it's weird because my mum. In a mind after, way. My yeah. My mum looked after people in a very similar place. Yeah. So. Which is which is where I borrowed the tape of Terminator One, at the age of about nine, and went home and watched it far too young. Okay, so, so it's, all, it's all linked. It's, this is all what a great way to wrap up the sode. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, she asked them what they wanted, what sort of film they wanted to watch, and they said a horror. And so uh-huh. basically, she went. She, she went to the video shop, asked the guy. The guy recommended a few. She came back, stuck the first one on, which was Cannibal Holocaust. Oh my. god god so you can just imagine what it was what it was like i mean i I can't i mean yeah i can't imagine i imagine it was pretty harrowing for everybody but so there you go so in in addition to that uh i would suggest additionata illuminata um what i would suggest is people check out uh altered states yeah okay um it's a movie where uh it's it's got a real the fly vibe to it where basically a scientist keeps trying out something on himself over and over yeah. and over again where he's trying to get to like a, a different uh, plane like a, 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 a trying to extend himself beyond the normal plane of consciousness if you oh I thought you I thought you were meaning like a like an aeroplane no a different plane because I was just saying try, try a different terminal mate go to a different gate sure so he um he does that and i've watched it many times okay. and it's a 1980s movie and uh, i went to put it on the other night because Ian, i thought oh maybe not I, maybe only I've is not it a 1980s this. movie it is a 1980 movie sorry yeah i keep making that mistake uh, <laughs> when i look when i looked at it the other night i saw um William Hurt and I <laughs> accidentally thought that that was uh not William Hurt but John Hurt, right, from Alien. Yeah, who's now dead. Yeah, but I was like, oh well, that that might be a great movie. And then I started watching. It, I was like, oh, okay, it's William Hurt, but it's Ken Russell movie. It's mental. Yeah. Okay, it's like you're on a mad trip when you watch it, and I would recommend it to everyone. It's great. I've watched it many times. Would you recommend breaking your toe first? Mm, sure. Also, there okay. is a connection well, to Claire Grogan. Uh, Claire Grogan, who sang the song Happy Birthday that I've played many times. Yeah. Who's in Gregory's Girl. If people have not seen Gregory's Girl, you should check that out. But Altered right. States and Altered Images was the band that played Happy Birthday. Ah, okay. Well, there Although we go. that was a year later. That was 1981, Altered Images. It was a year <sighs> later. But I mean, right. at least you knew what was going on then. Yeah. You're a year old. You yeah, know, I, had I, I, I made, taste by then. Listen, I was on solids by then. 
Uh, you were a solid gold sea nut by then. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so if you want to check us out on all the internets and that, you should go to guysonfilm.co.uk, go to the contact page and send us some chat, tell us what you want to hear on the next episode. Um, if you'd like to wish Ollie some birthday uh, best wishes or, you know, like... Worst wishes. Worst wishes. Uh, sell, wish send him master. some horror wishes. Um, well, the then wish do that at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash guys on film or go on Instagram or Twitter. We're at GOF Podcast. Is that all right? That's fine. And we'll, I'm, uh, you know, I'm probably at Ultra Magic. see you next week with a probably Slightly a more pre planned episode. Yeah. Because this has probably been a, a ramble farm. Ramble fun. Sure, fine. Bye. Bye.